we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So awkward. Who, me? No, what happened on the weekend. Oh. Well, no, I I went to a restaurant. There were six three couples. (laughs) It was couples night. Uh, Me and my beautiful, beautiful bride and then a couple of other couples that we spent a lot of... These are people that we go to Kelowna with every summer. We spend a lot of time together. Okay. But we're sitting in a restaurant and a couple of the people in the group, their food was eh, less than spectacular, but uh, they did the thing where they summoned the manager to the table. Oh no. That's my worst nightmare. That is, if I don't enjoy my meal in a restaurant, I will just suck it up and I'll move on and I just won't go back again. But then there's those people who are like, well, we owe it to the restaurant to tell them what they're doing wrong and maybe they'll fix it. I don't feel that going out and spending $150 on a meal, I don't feel part of my responsibility is to pay that bill and to tell them that the food wasn't that good. No, I'm the same way. I tend to suffer in silence. Yeah. I've had bad restaurant meals, but I've never complained. And even when they come, they ask, is everything okay? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. No, I lie through my teeth. I don't I don't want to talk to the manager. I don't no. want to make the scene. No, and it's just sort of, and I was enjoying my meal. Like, mine was good. You were collateral damage. <laughs> so, but I got sucked into the whole thing. I noticed one guy got up and went to the bathroom. I was going to say that would be my move is I'd oh, be like, "Oh, uh. I was just about to bathroom out of there and he stood up and did it instead." So, I could tell he was uncomfortable. Uh, I can't handle it. No. I love that the justification though is the uh, well, it's for their to, benefit. It's for their benefit. We're yeah. helping them out by letting them know they're doing a bad job. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. Like the you know, well, mind you, I wasn't eating the same thing as them. What I had, fantastic. And I would eat it again, but I likely won't go back. And I just don't imagine that, uh, you know, the manager after that conversation goes into the back and he's like, wow. We need to make some changes. We need to really change how we're doing things around here. <laughs> I just don't think that's how they take it. I think if you are going to, if you're out with a group of people and you are going to summon a manager to the table you need to give everyone the heads up. You need to go, by the way, everybody, I'm going to summon the manager now. So if you need to go to the bathroom or, I don't know, powder your nose or whatever you do, then now is the time to do it. But we had no heads up. Oh, so that is the worst. Was, <sighs> was there a hostile tone or was it at least oh, civil? No, no, it was very constructive. He wasn't, the, okay. the guy that was doing the talking, he wasn't being a dick about it. No. Well, that's good. Cause that can only make things worse. No. <laughs> Holy yeah. Cow. No, no, he was, he was, he actually, he went about it the right way. I don't even want to be within like, I don't want to be within eyesight of that happening. I don't want to be at the same table. I don't want to be no. in the same room. No. It makes me so wildly uncomfortable. Uh, speaking of high pressure, did you see that story? Uh, Primus, you know, Primus is right. The band. Yeah. Yeah. So they played in Van- or, uh, Toronto this past weekend at Massey Hall. 
and so they're doing a bunch of Primus music. And then at one point they're like, okay, and now we're going to do Rush, A Farewell to Kings from front to back. Oof. Which is a challenge. Like that's seven songs, but they're all like 11 minutes long. No, Rush it's, is very complicated music. It's super technical. And I guess who was in the crowd? Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. Oh, man. So, I wonder if they got the heads up. Oh, no, they said it was fantastic. I think they're friends with the band, so I, they said they did a great job. But talk about high pressure. It would be funny if they came out and said otherwise. <laughs> yeah. If Ooh, that Getty was, Lee comes out and he's like, oh, Jesus. That was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, boy. That was rough. <laughs> was, like, I was thinking about, like, a song... Um, the big, like the song everyone would know from that album would be Closer to the Heart. Right? Okay. But the, uh, then there's other, which is kind of a short song compared to the other song, like Closer to the Heart, this one right here. God, that's a good song. That's like, I think it's two and a half minutes or something. Mm -hmm. It's a shorty. But then Xanadu is 11 and a half or something like that with lines like, to stand within the pleasure dome decreed by Kubla Khan, to taste anew the fruits of life, the last immortal man. Oh my God. Like, And that's a good song. Like I'm reading the lyrics kind of goofy, but that's a fantastic Rush song. Yeah, if you're going to cover a band, like you, uh, that's a, <laughs> Tough band to cover one because they have such a unique sound. The drumming, especially, is yeah. incredibly complicated. All the musicianship really is pretty technical. And the songs, there's like multiple part, like movements throughout the song. The tempos change, the keys change. Suddenly, it's all orchestral, and then it's just a full-on rock and roll banger. It's just constantly shifting the entire song. I mean, Primus is a band, like, they're complicated. Yeah, they're technical, though. They're quite good. Like, yeah. Les Claypool's a very good bass player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a tall order. To cover Rush is tough enough. To do it in their hometown is even tougher. And with them in the audience. Did they know Geddy Lee and Alex Lifeson were sitting out there when they said, now we're going to do Rush, a farewell to Kings. Did they know? Like, yeah. If you're in the audience, too, and you're there to see Primus, and all of a sudden they're playing an a Rush album. Oh, they, was it advertised as that? I don't know. I hope so. I'm not sure. I just read the story. Because I'd be choked. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, though, after I read that story, did you have a cool teacher back in school who would bring music in and you'd listen to a song, maybe an English class, and then you'd dissect the song? Because I had a teacher, and I'll never forget this, because he brought in A Farewell to Kings back in the day. And he played Xanadu for us, which I think it's 11 and a half minutes or something like that. And then he talked about it and then we dissected the lyrics and then he's like, okay, now we're going to listen to it again with a fresh set of years. Another 11 and a half minutes. He was a genius because he killed like almost half an hour of that class with us just listening to Xanadu. That's pretty good. Yeah. I never had that. I do, I do remember in high school in English... Everyone was assigned, you had to do a protest song. Oh. And you had to present the song, explain what it was about, and then listen to it. Can I guess what you chose? You would never get mine. Rage Against the Machine. It's a rage song? No, it wasn't. It was a tool song. Oh, of course. M mine was a bit different. Every, everyone went down the rabbit hole of doing Imagine and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And I did mine a little differently. But, uh, you know, that was a really good way to just kill time is just to have 
a room full of kids just play different songs and then talk about it. Yeah, it was like album club. I, I would go to album club. Yeah. If I was a teacher, though, I would use that all the time because, I mean, obviously you have to. There's certain things you need to teach the kids. But, man, oh, man, you bring music in and let the kids go nuts with music. Ooh, that'd be an easy way to fill an hour. Until that one kid brings in a song that's uh, a little risque. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you have to shut it down midway through. <laughs> Everyone stop listening. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Bryce, do you have the playoff fever yet? I do. Oh, you caught it. I do have the playoff fever. It's a, uh, you know, it's a mild fever though. Yeah. Most because the start times are terrible. I like all Well, you had to watch that one last night that went till almost 11, right? Yeah, that's stupid. When your alarm goes off at 4 and you're sitting there watching an overtime game at 11, you start questioning your life choices. Yeah. And it is funny. Like The one thing about playoffs is you get wrapped up in it, and then you realize there's a lot of people whose entire personality is cheering for a sports team. Oh, yeah. This and is it. They get a little too intense, and I'm worried because there's going to be a Battle of Alberta playoff series starting in a couple days. And I worry for the future of this province. Do you think it's going to get toxic, Bryce? <laughs> I think it's going to get a little ugly. And that I, I wish I could fast forward two weeks from today. And just be done with it. And just be done with it either way. Live with the outcome no matter what happens. Yeah, just get yeah. me th- through the next two weeks. because Maybe you be, should. Uh, there's probably a doctor somewhere that would put you in a medically induced coma. For two weeks. You could just pay for it because I'm sure they do that all the time. I mean, sure, it'd probably do insane damage to my body and brain. Yeah. But it'd be worth it to avoid the two weeks of anxiety and just, oh, the trolling that's going to be happening. It's going to be rough. We should talk about medically induced comas one day, by the way. Interview somebody who's been in one. I'd love to find out what that's all about. And uh, do you lose weight? (laughs) Well, we did ask that before about just comas in general. Do you wake up refreshed? (laughs) I don't think you do. I like... (laughs) Oh, boy. Like, was it just like you took a really long, comfortable nap? Oh, my God, you guys. You wouldn't believe the... I'm so refreshed. (laughs) Yeah, our, the, yeah. And I'm down seven pounds. Yeah, the short answer we got back was no. No. If uh, you can Kinda avoid a coma. kicks the crap out of you. <laughs> if you can avoid a coma, it's probably for the best. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. We talked about this a few minutes ago, and it's funny that this person texted this morning because I was thinking the same thing over the weekend. They said... Anyone else feel a little uncomfortable when the interviewers on TV always ask other Oilers what they think of McDavid? It takes a team to win. I wish they would stop this trend. Yeah. Oh. I feel that. Obviously, McDavid's a remarkable generation talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all know that because we have eyeballs and have seen him play for the last several years. But we don't need. They were asking Cody Cece about that, and he had a beauty of a goal in that game. It's like, did you. Not see what I did out there. Like it's the biggest goal too. he's probably ever scored and probably ever will score. And uh, this was his one chance. He had a series clinching goal, uh, and they're asking him about someone else. Well, they also asked Drysidle about it too. It's like, no, that guy doesn't deserve that. He's pretty good himself. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, we can ease off. And I'm sure McDavid feels a little weird about it. It's like, probably everyone always asking questions about him. It is good though to see him celebrate a goal. Because he doesn't do that very often. Yeah, he was hyped up. He knew that that oh, yeah. closed things out. Does he just, ever just go out and have a good time, though? Like, does he... Or, or We all just know him as Game Face McDavid. 
Like, does he have a face other than the game face? It's funny because he scored that goal, and that was just a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. Loses his mind. Building's losing his mind. Then they did an interview with him right after the game ended, and it was right back to, yeah, we played real well. Uh, still got a long way to go. He was, he calmed down in a real hurry. He sure did. I hope that, like, what is he, 25 years old? Yeah, something like that. He goes out and has fun, right? I hope so. Me too. Puts you on his dancing have, shoes. I hope he, well, I hope he has dancing shoes. I don't know what I'd do if I ever saw him on a dance floor, though. I'd probably freak out a bit. Probably ask other people what they think of McDavid's dancing. Yeah, he's pretty good at dancing, huh? What do you think of McDavid's dancing? This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, we were talking a few minutes ago just about Connor McDavid. And it's good to see that guy celebrate a goal because he really doesn't, you know, obviously every now and again, there's just a quick little set, but he threw down the celebration after that one on Saturday. And it's my hope that the guy actually goes out and has a good time and does some celebrating. You know, he's 25 years old. Hopefully he goes out dancing and he doesn't just go home for, you know, a chicken breast and some steamed broccoli. Uh, somebody did text and say, I wouldn't recognize any of the Oilers without their hockey gear on. They could be sitting right next to me. My brain would not compute. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've watched enough hockey this season. I think I'd recognize almost any of the Oilers. Maybe. Uh, but someone very, very close to me, someone that may or may not live under the same roof as me, was recently sitting at a table with Mike Smith and Zach Cassian. And it wasn't until she and her friend left that her friend said, you know who that was, right? Absolutely zero idea. How about you? Can you spot him in the wild? You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, I can't even recognize co-workers out of context. I suffer a bit from that too. Uh, like I'll always, I'll be like, ah, I know that person from somewhere, and then it's always <laughs> when you go, oh yeah, that's the person who works two doors down from me. That's always uncomfortable. Uh, Jeff says, Garner, I've been an oil fan since the beginning of the franchise. I was working inside Rogers Place, Game Seven. I walked by Warren Fogle several times, had no clue who he was until it was pointed out to me. I'm so disappointed in myself. Well, Jeff, thank you for sharing. I'm glad you view this as a safe place to share and be vulnerable. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said I gave Darnell Nurse a lift when I was driving Uber. It was the year he had his leg damaged by that puck. He was hobbling on crutches at the time. It didn't really click until I dropped him off at Roger's place. I sat there, did some Googling after the fact to recognize who my passenger was. Uh, oh, this one's good, too. I saw Jay Woodcroft Sunday morning walking downtown carrying a big pile of laundry, crossing the road into Roger's place. We were stopped at the light, rolled down the window and said, good game. He gave us a thumbs up under said pile of laundry. That's when Jay Woodcroft wants to be recognized. He's carrying his laundry over to Roger's place. It's the Garner Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This person says, last spring, a group of us were walking our dogs together at Laurier Park. We passed by an adorable and very well-groomed Bernadoodle. I eagerly greeted the Bernadoodle. We kept walking. A few seconds later, all the ladies I was with started freaking out because it was Connor McDavid walking his Bernadoodle. 
it, I was oblivious, totally didn't recognize him. Thought his dog was definitely distracting, though. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.